This has paper on it. Yeah, you can't eat the paper. No. <laughs> These are but made you can with... touch it with your hands. That is true. Two kinds of cake mix. And also, one of the little secrets I use, I use diet hot cocoa packets. You can't packets eat the paper, to make the, girl. To really I amp know the chocolate you flavor. can't eat the paper. <laughs> She's causing trouble. What makes you think that I think I could eat the paper, girl? You can't eat the paper. No, no paper. Paper bad, cake good. Okay, next. You're the one that wanted to eat the paper. I didn't want to <laughs> eat the paper. What's wrong with her? Okay, again, the frosting is made out of fat-free whipped cream, like marshmallow cream, which is also a great ingredient. Okay, so moving on. Are you okay? Girl, yeah, but I don't want to eat paper. I just made sure my hands were clean. <laughs> and when I said to the audience, this is paper, I meant that I'm not touching the actual cupcake, boo. Oh, I see. <sighs> <laughs> Yo. This was more of a visual skit yes. because it you was the to do a video? eye rolling and the face that making. Patty was making. Because mm-hmm. Patty doesn't play. She didn't have time for the bullshit. She's like, she, does this bitch really think that I'm going to eat paper because she sees her as a savage and not an award-winning queen of soul. But you know what, P. Ryan, we were, th- we were talking about this a little bit before we started taping. You know, sometimes these folks really... really... Don't say these folks. You know we're talking white walkers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. They, they, they all, they do shit like this. Yeah, they try to play you like they you're really the fool. Try to play when they you are like the damn fool, okay. Like, and then when you when you respond, it's just like, oh, yeah, oh, like, oh, oh, I see. No, bitch, you saw from jump. You tried to act the fool because you thought I wasn't gonna say nothing. That's fine. Listen, did you see my tweet earlier this week when I was just like, don't let people say things to you just to try to get a response mm-hmm. so they can call you crazy. Right. The shit happened to me at work and I had to set this bitch straight. <laughs> so you gave a response, but the one that got them together. Right, exactly. Okay. And, and maybe it showed you are crazy. We're going to be both crazy today. together. We're going to be crazy together because... It's, it, that just blows my mind where people say what they want and then they're shocked at the person's Your response. response. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <sighs> Patty, Patty did her justice. Yeah. We were, we were, we were all rooting for, for Patty. Patty. And apparently so was Tyra. Cause she's, <laughs> you saw how she instigated it. What is Miss Patty saying? Right. She was like, hold on, <laughs> let me, let me, because what this bitch is doing is stupid. <laughs> Tyra's best. Miss Patty, what, what you, what you say over there? <laughs> cute. Very cute. But hi, everyone. What's up? Welcome to another week. Yes, another episode of the Hung Up Podcast where you can really amp up the chocolate flavor okay. with some paper. Or you were just saying that the paper is on it so that your hands weren't touching the cake so Boo. that we all could enjoy the cupcakes. Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> You know when you put a term of endearment on the right. end? Well, you know, I'm really about to fuck you up, but I'm going to make it nice. I'm going to make it nice, because <laughs> if it wasn't cable TV, I'd say, bitch. But remember last week with Nene? <laughs> Listen, sweetie. <laughs> I could have been 20, 30, or 40. I don't want to dildo up my ass today. And I'm not going to eat the paper, boo. <laughs> but we'll never hang up on you. Yes, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E Dante Cole. Yes, guys, I am P Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P R Y A N. You can find us both mm-hmm. 
at with an F, not a TH. Absolutely. Yeah. For the culture. Okay. You can find us both at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D. I didn't fuck that up, right? You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> y'all should have saw. Yes. Come on, Akila. Y'all should have saw Patrick's face because each syllable was a head nod. Like, come on. Yes. You got you it. You got it. Almost. I'm here to encourage Almost. You. Okay. Great. We're in this journey together. This is a walk, okay? Because had I missed a beat, I would have been frying fish tomorrow. No, you wouldn't be. I would have just picked the beat up. One sound. What is it? One drum, one sound? You're going to turn the beat around. Love to hear that passion. Yes. yes. Turn it upside down. down. Yes, Eric. Love to hear it. Love, Love to, to hear, hear it. it. You better. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Okay. Love that. But anyway, let's finish the intro. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can find us on that um, handle, Hung Up Pod, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, facebook.com slash hungupod. Absolutely. Email us. And you could use that handle as well to for the email. To email us. I can't talk tonight. Um, hungupod at gmail.com. Or you can click the email link on our Instagram page. Yes, yes. And then don't forget, guys, to comment um, on our SoundCloud, rate us, and comment on Apple Podcasts. Just Google us. And see where you can contribute to the movement and do so. Okay? We, we appreciate you for it. And we who knows? We might shout you out. Google me, bitch. Okay? Because you'll find us. Okay? <laughs> That's it. Good stuff, though. Yes. Hopefully. You ever Google yourself just to make sure no ratchet shit out there? Um, no, but I probably should because I, I don't know what my tweets were yeah. when I first started Twitter. Yeah. Should probably try to clear that up. There might be some sites out there that you need to contact and ask them to take that content down you talking about my tumblr <laughs> just kidding i'm sorry <laughs> but maybe i should start one okay <laughs> excuse me this is a, a unsolicited photo <laughs> i did not grant you permission to use this no i want to be on i tumblr. feel vulnerable in this photo and i'm I've asking you before. to take it down no immediately i'd be like listen can you make sure that it duplicates on different tumblr sites <laughs> you want it to go viral i really do just one little booty pic all right well if you see one on there just screenshot it and put it on our story on instagram so the people will know where to go yeah amen so y'all can reblog it perfect <laughs> while we directing y'all to rates and reviews and, yes. and emails and shows <laughs> reblog my tumblr we're gonna, re- we gonna direct you to some ass per- what <laughs> Okay, Eric, I'm done with you. Come on and check in. How was your week? <laughs> my, my week was cool. Um, it kind of was, uh, well, we did the Remedy Pod meetup sure did. over the weekend. So that was just kind of like a good start to um, the week. And just shout out, we, we met, you know, some, some cool people. Um, but of course, shout out to the Remedy Podcast for celebrating a year in the game yes. um, three beautiful ladies we love them um, our sister podcast yeah and um, it was it was nice especially for me because I think you've met them before yeah and I went you to were school on the show. yeah and I went to undergrad with two of them yeah mm-hmm. cool so it, it was definitely nice for me to, to, to finally put a face to the voices and just shout out there there were quite a few people who showed up to support them um, shout out to Grown Ass Kids Podcast. Yes. We are here for you guys. Um, Cult TV, um, Ayana J, and Michael Chris, just to name a few Instagram handles. Um, we enjoyed it. We were actually at Half Smoke in DC. The food was good. The food was good. The mimosas were better. Okay. I had a good old time with them. Did you not? 
I feel like the mimosas were. I was good. I feel like but it maybe was, it's I was I drinking had, mostly orange juice. I bought a drink as well, so maybe that's what took me over the edge. Oh, you was BYOB. Okay. Well, no. Buy your own drink? Yes. <laughs> oh, so you, you before you ordered the mimosa, you had... No, during. Because uh, uh, I'm just that type of girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the receipts were cool. They put them in those Disney movies. That was so cute. Cases? Yeah. But then I was like, do they ever run out of the cases? Yeah, that's what we were all kind of figuring. But we, we were thinking, nah, they can't. They right. probably have several copies of each one. Probably. Um, You have any Disney favorites? Like, when you think of <sighs> Disney, like, what, what's one of your favorite Disney movies? Um, I love The Little Mermaid. Lion King, of course. Yes. Like, I feel like that's everybody's favorite. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland, especially when Alice got lost and she's like, I give myself very good advice, but I very seldom follow it. And that explains <laughs> the trouble that I'm always in. You That's know, Alice had a ministry. AKA adulting. Yeah. She was a minister. <laughs> yeah. She told us what life would be like. Yeah. Okay. Um, a Bug's Life. Was that Disney? Disney and Pixar? I think so. Yeah. Those are some cute ones. Aladdin. Aladdin one was of my cute. Ones. Yeah. Um, of course, The Lion King. Um, one, just one, or one, one and a half, and two. What's that? Lion King. You know what? I you only, saw, the first you only one. saw one. Let me hip you to Lion King two. At least I think that I didn't. Aren't those are old though? Aren't they? I may have actually seen them. They're newer than one. They came after one. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But uh, <laughs> sorry. Listen, y'all. We, we not well. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired. And this episode was brought to you by fatigue. But, <laughs> no, but yeah, they're, they're all pretty old, yeah. yeah. But Lion King 2 was when, like, Kovu was kind of like Scar's son-ish. And there was a bomb-ass song. Deception, disgrace. That might be the ending song for the show. There we go. Okay. He is not <laughs> one of us. <laughs> that is funny. Um... Yeah. So yeah, I do need to check those out. I need to get caught up on my Lion King. Uh, but besides that, I ain't do shit this week. We we had a couple of snow days, so work was closed for a couple of days. I took advantage of that and binged on Netflix. I finished Stranger Things and definitely looking forward to uh, season three, I believe it is. And I and I started this um this new Netflix series called Ozark. Um which is kind of like weird. It's about this guy who is um, washing money for a cartel and he had to like move his family and he's like hiding from all these people. Like it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of Breaking Bad, but I just got started. I'm on, I'm on episode three. So I gotta, I gotta finish that. Black Mirror. Listen, I, I turned that shit off. Can you tell me what that's, a, is it a horror? Let me tell you what it is. It's demonic. It's some bullshit. Okay. The first episode was about a prime minister whose daughter, who's also a princess, got kidnapped. And she was being held for ransom. The ransom was he had to fuck a pig on national television. Mm. And he did. A pig bird? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Demonic. Okay. He fucked a pig. And then the worst part about it is he didn't have to do it because they actually released a girl right before he went to go fuck the pig. Oh, damn. I said, nah, this That's isn't going to work for me. 
But it's crazy because the second episode had old boy in it from Get Out. Really? The main character? Yeah. He oh. starred in I can't his name slips my mind, but you, you all know what I'm talking about. Um I couldn't get with it. I couldn't get with it. The the, the first one just really kinda threw me off. Um so yeah, that's that's my check in. So how are you? I, am I haven't seen you since good. Saturday. Yeah, because I've just literally been running all over the place, like work. And I thought I was gonna see you that night. Like I thought you were gonna come back Ooh. to Philly. Eric, let me tell you, when I hit the bed, oh that's right, you you went to bed. I was not yeah. after the brunch. Okay, I got home, I wrapped up in my little covers, and when I woke up, it was past hours. How long did it take you to go home? An hour and a half. Two? You did good. Yeah. Okay. Because I was ready to go home. I was just, if I don't get there quickly, I was afraid I was going to go to sleep. So I just got there and knocked out. That's crazy. Sorry about it. No. <laughs> Next time. Boy. No, it was cool. But yeah, this week was um, mad chill. Um, we had a good time at the brunch. I will say the brunch was kind of like my highlight of the week. Mm-hmm. And a highlight in the brunch was Eric looked at me at one point in the brunch and said, you know what, Patrick? You're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He hit me with the Shawnee, you are a bitch. (laughs) And, you know, for good reason, right? I gotta be careful, y'all, because Shawnee cut people off the show. Next week, if y'all don't see me back, y'all gonna know what the deal was. My Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. (laughs) You will not speak this on the show, okay? But the I'm reason, just, the, just to provide context, the reason Eric wound up calling me a bitch was we had the conversation about boundaries last week, right? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you how I have really been setting them. So during the brunch, um, you know, a fuckboy wound up texting me and he asked the question, you know, why don't we talk as much as we used to? And so I was like, well, because our conversations go nowhere. How, and what, what did you tell me in the beginning? What? To be specific and, and say who it was. A fuck nigga. Yeah. 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 Not a boy. <laughs> Let's be specific. Well, he is a boy. Well, he is. Yeah. He's not a mature man. But, <laughs> anywho, I told him our conversations go nowhere. And in 2018, I'm not continuing this. So have a blessed day. So if that is a bitch, I will be that bitch. And Iyanla says, a bitch is a boy in charge of himself. The gag was, he didn't even learn or, the lesson, Iyanla? though. Where did I get that shit from? Wait, a bitch is a boy in charge of himself. In, in total control of himself. That sounds like something Iyanla like would have said. Yeah, yeah, I think I got that from Iyanla. <laughs> or maybe I made that shit up. Maybe I'm my own Iyanla. Whatever. Now... Before we jump into the topic um, that you're going to introduce, do you want to... We got some letters. But wait, it was his response. Oh. That I was like, oh, Patrick, you're a bitch, because he was just like, hmm. Yeah. But then he turned right back around and did some fuckboy shit. Listen, I don't know who he is. He's dead. I've mourned him. I'm wearing (laughs) black-ish. And... It is what it is. Speaking of which, shout out to Grown Ish. Ish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yara Shahidi, we speak your name. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, did you want to touch on a letter or two before we jump into the stuff? Let's do it. The reason why I asked you this is because um, I wanted to share this letter. 
So again, thank you guys so much for reaching out to us at hungupod at gmail.com, putting us in the comments. You guys have been showing us, um, or not putting us in the comments, but responding to us in the comments and rating us. You have shown us so much love, but I wanted to hype Eric up on the spot. Oh, Lord. Because we had someone named Derek um, email us some like love and said, you know, he loves listening to the podcast. Just wanted to encourage us both to keep sharing our magic with the world. Thank you so very much. But then he ended the letter with, and Eric, I'm low-key crushing on you. Oh. So when Eric comes on this show, y'all, and spread these lies saying that he don't get no men, <laughs> let the record show Wait, so that, that this inbox is full <laughs> it's not. of admirers of Eric. It's okay? Not. It's not. I just I just wanted to let you know. So the, okay, so We're on me, to you. Let me be clear. <laughs> the purpose of reading this was not to say, like, this is, we have a listener letter. <laughs> Let's shout, shout out. This was really to, call, to pull me to the rug and to say, like, no. Eric may call me a fucking <laughs> But let me tell you how much of a bitch I can be. (laughs) No, but there really is a letter. This is a part two. So some uh, listener um, emailed in and asked, based on the conversation. For for the first one, thank you. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know how to do this letter shit. I'm just throwing things out as they come. Are we using his real name or Derek? Yeah, I mean that's what he put at the end. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate you. Thanks, Derek. You're awesome. Yes. But someone else, based on the conversation of boundaries that we had last time, emailed us and said, what do you do when someone projects their insecurities on you that you're dating? Should you run or stick it out? Run. I say it depends. I don't know. How long have you been with this person? How much are you invested? How much do you want to stick it out? usually it's 48 hours. And niggas already want to project their bullshit on you, so that's when you go in the other direction. And I mean, even in friendships, though, friends project their insecurities on you, but do you walk away from all of them? Or no. do you walk away from the ones that really add nothing to your life? So I think it it depends. B. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? B. Yeah, yeah. But so it depends on the situation. I think you have to really count up the costs and see where you and this person are currently. Yeah. Where do you see yourselves mm-hmm. going if it's something that you want to invest in? And go from there. Don't let us fuck up your relationship because I don't got I mean, one. The theme, the theme for tonight is being a bitch. So that's why I was just <laughs> yes. like, be a bitch. <laughs> go in the other direction. But um, I agree with Patrick. Um, we, I mean, at the end of the day, we all have insecurities mm-hmm. and we deal with them in different types of ways. And I think how we deal with our insecurities is based on our life experiences. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes projection is all we know. Sometimes that's all we know. So when you see that and you care about the person enough, try to help and guide them um, and redirect that um, and see if it works, if, if you think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, you you know, like they say, you can take the horse to the water. But you can't let them drink. You can't make so if drink. you ain't feeling it, again, go back to your point. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. But give it a shot because, listen, it's hard out here in these streets, these single streets. You know what I'm learning? And I know this is a total juxtaposition to what I've been saying. It's not really that hard because I've been at peace. Okay? <laughs> yes, I've been horny as all get out and I would love some consistent dick in I'm my life. Say, okay? Yes, I've been struggling in that vein. But as far as just not having to worry about the fact that you're dealing with a fuck nigga. That's true. I'm okay. You do find peace in that. Yeah. But it's a balance. Yeah. Because your ass is lonely. You know what I mean? Physically. And and when I say yeah, I mean really. Because I'm single too. Like, I'm not just talking about Patrick. But, um... I could use some physical comfort, but my spirit is full. 
And I feel like that sounds like somebody's auntie. I feel like the physical <laughs> comfort is easier to get than the emotional. Yeah. But I think a lot of times we want the emotional with the physical, and that's why we turn the physical down because we just don't want that quick, like, boom, and then it's over. And I'm back to feeling unfulfilled. Um, anyway, can we move on? Yes. Thanks for the letters, guys. <laughs> Thanks Keep for the letters. Them. Again, send them all to what? Hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Do, 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 do. So what topic is do we the, have today? Is that the hung pop jingle? You know, I got a couple jingles in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you got for us? So... I figured we could so I guess earlier this week we talked about the personality type test Myers-Briggs yes and we both had taken it like a while back but recently we decided to take it again Mm -hmm. and I know and I've heard people say when you take it more than once, sometimes you will get different results. So that's really why I wanted to take it again. Yeah. And, you know, have a conversation about where we feel we're, where we're at. If we felt like the quiz was accurate, kind of unpack some of the different categories like strength and weaknesses, what it said about our relationships and our friends and what it said about our careers. Um, and just so you all know, this is it's a free quiz and it's, actually really good yeah um very thorough and it really breaks you got to take some time though it takes about 10 minutes probably to take to do the quiz it's at 16 the number 16 so one six personalities.com um and you can you can take the quiz and it's and it's really cool so we'll i I figure we can talk about that and um yeah let's do it let's do it yes so I will say that when I first took it, it's kind of weird because my result, and I, I don't want to jump too far ahead, mm-hmm. but, um, and I won't. Matter of fact, let me rewind. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil alert. Okay. So when I first took it, I received um, Commander as my personality trait. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when I took it again, I got protagonist. What are those letters? So the letters uh, kind of break down. There's a word for it. And forgive me, it kind of slips my mind, but those letters have a. Mm-hmm. But anyway. What was your letter combo? My letter combo mm-hmm. was ENFJ. Okay. Um, which stood for. Intuitive, mm-hmm. extrovert, mm-hmm. intuition, feeling, and judgment. Yes. So it's actually okay. So that's it's. So those those letters are Myers Briggs type indicators. Mm-hmm. The, so that that's what that is. Um, so my letters were E N F J, extroversion, intuition, feeling, and judgment. Yeah. And so for what I know. Each indicator kind of implicates the other. So the the second letter implicates the first letter, and the fourth letter implicates the third letter. So it's kind of like building your personality, like oh wow, what okay. part supports the other? 
Mm-hmm. So, protagonist, yeah. So, how, how do you want to have this conversation? Do you want to kind of um, go back and forth, or we can go back and forth? Um, so, you mentioned that you what your letters were. Um, I can just talk about my letter journey and then do the subcategories that you had planned out. Yeah. So let's let's start with our intros. Okay. So I'll finish my intro up and then you can do it. So. ENFJ and the intro to um, the protagonist personality says uh, ENFJs are natural born leaders full of passion and charisma forming around 2% of the population they are oftentimes our politicians our coaches our teachers reaching out and inspiring others to achieve and to do good in the world with a natural confidence that begets influence ENFJs make take a great deal of pride and joy in guiding others to work together to improve themselves and their community. Um, I felt immediately like, yeah, this is right on. Yeah. Right, yeah. right on. Um, and, and we'll break down the um, type indicators, but what stood out to me in my introduction was uh, wanting to be coach coaches and teachers reaching out and inspiring others to achieve and do better um i feel like that has naturally been who i am as a person as, as long as i can remember um always feeling like the best teachers are also the best learners mm-hmm. feeling that there needs to be a balance there in order for you to truly be able to inspire other people um, and we'll get we'll get more into like I said the indicators, but a lot of that comes from um, intuition and being able to connect with people. So that that was one of the things that I really um, that stood out to me was being able to connect with people and kind of lead them and guide them. Um, yeah, I feel like that speaks a lot about my personality good stuff what about you so what were your type indicators so as you mentioned before like we took this a while ago right and decided to take it again my while ago was actually kind of recent i had to take this i remember for a class and it was no more than three semesters ago because of course i live in semesters right (laughs) and so when i first took it i actually got yours Mm. I got ENFJ, so like kind of that feelers, like the best leaders are also followers, like um, kind of like the protagonist personality. But taking it now, which I thought was so telling of like the journey I'm having to set more boundaries, be more assertive in my life, kind of not really act more so on feelings, but more on like logic, my combination changed by one letter. And I'm now an ENTJ. So extrovert, intuitive, thought-focused, and judgmental, right? And that was combined and characterized as kind of like a uh, commander personality. And so they said like commanders are... AKA a bitch. Low-key. No, there is a quote, right? (laughs) Eric, it's all telling. I'm fucking with you. No, but it's real. It's telling. (laughs) It says commanders are natural-born leaders... Um, They act in a way that draws a crowd together behind a common goal. 
However, commanders are characterized by an often ruthless level of rationality, using their drive, determination, and sharp minds to achieve whatever they've set for themselves, right? If there's anything a commander loves, it's a good challenge. But one thing that stuck out to me, especially from Saturday and like just figuring out how in these recent weeks and months I've been like, interacting with people and you mentioning like Patrick you are a bitch there's a quote here that says the commander's mind might be something like I don't care if you call me an insensitive I don't care if you call me an insensitive bitch as long as I remain an efficient insensitive bitch <laughs> and that is literally what yeah. as I approach 27 and you know I try to make these changes that was what I feel myself doing this is spot on right and even though this is just like a surface level um, yeah, portrayal like of like what your personality is. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, there's some truth to this mess. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's so interesting how you went, you know, your first test result was protagonist mm -hmm. and now it's commander, which is like you said, only one letter difference. Yeah. And then for me, it was, it was the other way around. And I feel, you know, when I was younger, I definitely felt, um, more of a commander personality yeah. and I think you know especially coming into my 30s um, I'm starting to I feel like that's where the change was for me um, and yeah. do you think there's like a complete change that's happening or do you think you may fall actually somewhere in the middle because when I read some of these things I don't consider myself to be ruthless or disregarding of people's feelings at right. all but I do feel that I'm falling less into this you know, solely emotion-based uh, sort of living right. and moving kind of into like, you know, incorporating some logic or, you know, really assessing my relationships or really assessing my goals and being like, this is what I need to do to get where I need to be. Yeah. So. And that just kind of happens from becoming woke. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no matter what your personality trait is, you just get tired of the bullshit. Okay. <laughs> when you open those eyes. Real, recognize real. You'll change by one letter. And you'll change by one letter. Mm -hmm. And so that could be, um, you know, a come to moment or having someone share some wisdom with you. It could be, like I said, in my situation, me just going into my 30s. You know what I mean? And, and these changes um, are subtle but big at the same time. But I think... Um, this is such a great way to start the conversation out because at the end of the day, I think we are who we are, yeah. you know, so over time, it's not going to be much change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. So we're going to move right along and talk about the strengths and weaknesses of the personality traits. Um, why don't you start? What were, what were some of your strengths? Okay. Some of my strengths um, were being efficient energetic, mm -hmm. uh, strong-willed, self-confident, a strategic thinker, charismatic, and inspiring, right? Yeah. And I hope it don't sound mad cocky by, like, saying, yeah, this is my shit, right? <laughs> like, but... Wait, wait till we get to the weaknesses, y'all. Oh, yeah. We're gonna be that's a read. Yeah, that's a read. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely fine. But, you know, as I go from day to day or even just look at what this is describing, I'm just like, I do feel like I fit some of these things. Granted, I have some insecurities. I consider myself overall to be self-confident and strong-willed. I try to think strategically of how can I make the things I want in my life to happen, happen. I think I'm pretty charismatic. You know, I get along with people and, you know, the therapy game and outside. Um, and <laughs> I have a lot of energy, even though I'd be dead dog tired. And That's I try true. to you be do. efficient really with do. the shit that I do. You know, if it ain't working, you got to cut something out. Right? You do have an 
extraordinary amount of energy. Thanks for it. It's probably the running though that helps you. Like they say, like exercise is how you gain your energy. Oh well, praise God. I wish it would help my midsection as much as it's helping my energy. All right. Amen. So we're gonna move on. To Can I get a witness? <laughs> just one. I just need one witness. Okay. All this running. <laughs> um, how about you? What well, before I go, were, were there any strengths that you felt less connected to? Mmm. Because <laughs> you know I'm you about to be so like, funny. nah. Right. <laughs> like, and that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely no. Fine. These are all cute. I, I kind of fucks with them all. Cool. Yeah. So for me, it was tolerant. Um, being able to listen to other people's opinions, even when they contradict their own, I definitely, um, I definitely uh, related to that. Being reliable. Uh, yes, I think. First of all, I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> we're the most reliable people in the Zodiac. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and we're the hardest workers. So, um, I also got charismatic, like you did, right? Mm -hmm. You got that as well. Uh, being able to capture an audience. I think we can do that. <laughs> Picking up on mood and motivations in people. I think that also comes from um, intuition, right? Yeah. And being able to tap into that. Um, altruistic. Just wanting to do good for our communities, um, being selfless, uh, genuinely believing in people and trying to bring people together. Y'all heard me on the last episode, the last couple of episodes, I'm trying to put this support group together. Um, that's really something that um, is near and dear to me. And just nat natural leaders. And the one thing that really stood out about the natural leader part was... Prag um, I was about to say pragmatic. <laughs> Um, protagonist people are often cheered on by other people who admire them to to be leaders. It's it's very it's it's very rare that I go requesting to be in leadership positions. It's yeah. usually people or someone saying like, Eric, "Come on and lead." I need you to do this because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, um, and I agree with you. Um, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I connected with all these. If there was one that I would say I didn't connect with as much, I mean, tolerant, I am tolerant. But at the same time, I'm not. Like, it's just certain stuff that I don't have tolerance for, and mm -hmm. ignorance is one of them. Mm -hmm. Ignorance and, and folks that just don't... You could, you could agree to disagree, or you could have a, a conversation and, and disagree, um, but I think sometimes people just take it too far. Yeah. And um, just all out ignorance, you know, it's just I, I, I don't I don't have a tolerance for that. Yeah. So I don't know the part about listening to other people's opinions, even when it contradicts. I'll listen, but mm -mm, my feedback is not going to be constructive. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, want to move, move on, on to the weaknesses? Yep. Okay, so my weaknesses were, again, a huge read. Stubborn and dominant, <laughs> intolerant with a my way or the highway type of uh, mindset. Impatient, arrogant, poor handling of emotions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and cold and ruthless. And, you know, if I'm completely real with myself, 
Hi, my name is P. Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) These are parts of me. Now, I'm not saying that I necessarily like indulge in these parts or like I show them all the time, but there are things that, you know, in these 26 years, I've definitely noticed in myself and I do try to work on like the intolerance, the my way or the highway type of um, mentality. I do like when things go my way. I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. right? And when they don't or when I have to kind of compromise, there is that initial feeling sometimes where I'm like fuming and then I have to sit with myself and be like, bitch, <laughs> calm down. Yes. Okay, you'll be okay. Um, being I, stubborn. Idealistic. Yeah. Being stubborn, I own it. Being arrogant, poor handling of emotions. If you listen to the podcast, you know my emotions be all over the place, right? <laughs> um, being impatient. Yes. Right, cold and ruthless. I think that's the one I probably that resonated with me the least because I don't consider myself cold or ruthless. Like I, I, I'm definitely in touch with my feelings and I'm kind of an empath. So um, maybe not that one, but the other ones we hear arrogant sometimes. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it real. Yeah. Do you ever feel like uh, personality traits can be so general to the point where? It's like, listen, a lot. This applies to a lot of people. Yeah, it totally does, and like some, just across many spectrums, I guess. Yeah, and sometimes they don't apply at all, right? Especially right. like with the cold and ruthless. So that's why when I think about transitioning from ENFL to ENTJ, I'm just like, I might be somewhere in the middle, right? Still holding on to traits yeah. from both, or maybe not having traits from either, and you know that kind of creates me. And and certainly because your test results, you you had one test result the first time you had another test result the second time mm-hmm. clearly both i feel i would feel like are both reflections of patrick yeah because you answered those questions okay. you know what i mean so yeah yeah what about you <laughs> um overly idealistic was the first one and um that got me together <laughs> the part that really got me together was um You know, we are caught off guard when people fight against us. Mm, mm -hmm. We are so, um, we feel like we're so balanced and fair Mm -hmm. that when someone disagrees with us. We get shocked. When I start twitching. Y'all, why is, oh my gosh, (laughs) why would you do that? Eric made his eye twitch, y'all. It was And it's just like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you not? Agreeing yeah. with, with me. With me, yeah. Um, and it says that the, that uh, we're more likely to feel pity for opposition than anger. Um, and that can earn a reputation of being naive. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Too selfless. <laughs> Making other people's problems our own. And if they're not careful, we could be spread too thin and left unable to help anyone. Um, I don't really have a problem with that. Yeah, so see, I don't have a problem with yeah. that. I know how to say no. Um, I know how to address. I I know what problems are mine. <laughs> I, I'm very clear what my what issues I have, and when it comes to other people's issues, I, I'm I think I can differentiate the two. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, Is that your stubbornness coming out of your past ENTJ, Eric? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Being too too sensitive was the next one on the list. Um, Very true. Yeah. Uh, We really take a lot of things to heart. 
especially when people disagree with us or, you know, um, if we're being critiqued <laughs> or criticized, um, which actually leads to the next bullet point, fluctuating self-esteem. Um, and it was more so not, not necessarily about what other people say, but really about our own ideals. You know, we're really hard on ourselves. Mm. And when we don't live up to our own standards or what we feel like, you know, we should be doing or, you know, we, we could lose some self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, always and I and I and I've talked about this a little bit before, um, how, you know, especially in my twenties, I daydreamed a lot about what I didn't have at the moment and what I wanted to have in the future. And now that I'm in my thirties, I spend more time like being present. Um so I find more confidence in that and also it helps me not push myself too far. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And be too hard on myself by me taking it it's it's more of a humbling experience to like sit in the present moment the last one was struggle to make tough decisions it's so true it says if caught between a rock and a hard place we will be stricken with paralysis imagining all the consequences of our actions that is so true yeah if i (laughs) if if i have to make a tough decision you just be there ruminating over it i'll be stuck there (laughs) yeah yeah and it's all about like it says obsessing over what the consequences of my actions would be. What brings you out of that? After going through the list of pros and cons, Mm -hmm. however many times I need to do it, eventually I'll make a decision. When you make that decision, do you still think about the consequences of that? Or like, did I make the right one? Did I da-da-da-da-da? Or is it just like, it's done, I did it, goodbye? I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. I did with my last relationship. Oh, mercy. That was I had to make some, some tough decisions. And a part of that was ending a six-year relationship and my ex leaving and like that. It was, it was, that was tough. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, Derek is here. Derek? Yeah, from the from the email. <laughs> yeah. Derek, you see me hooking it up? Okay. What's the next? What's the next Come on, Derek, slide into those those DMs. And you know he will. Okay. <laughs> e Dante Cole on Instagram and the Twitter. Mm-hmm. You want to move on? I do. Relationships. I can start off if you want. Yes, Eric, please. <laughs> I'm a slow walker, but I never walk back. Okay. That's a quote that they um, <laughs> they put here, and, it, and it's very true. Um, I am. I'm a slow walker. I think it connects to your, like what you touched on last episode, where you said you'd want to take time, and you'd need space, and, time. you know, yep. you you need time to kind of like grow with a person and see if they're the person that you can trust and depend on. So, um, I got a chance to actually read your character representations or whatever you want, your ENFJ. And I was just like, Oh, this is kind of Eric at some point. Yeah. Yeah, Some parts are definitely. You read them on my quiz and said, yeah, this is bitch. (laughs) No, I did not say that. (laughs) This bitch can't take criticism of nothing. Oh my gosh, Eric. Was that you at work? No, I didn't say that. Is that why you called me? No, that is not. 
Yeah. Um. <sighs> but you know what? Once you get me, <sighs> it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once once I let somebody into my personal space, like you're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. Yeah. And it's really getting to to know me. I I've told people before. You know, Eric's waters run deep. You know, it's just it's a lot. And um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's not a whole bunch of baggage. I just mean as far I'm a very complex individual, and a lot of people fail when they try to read me. You know, for face value. Yeah. We can, we we made an analogy a few episodes back about the iceberg. How you only see the tip of the iceberg. But really, there's this massive structure, structure underneath the water that you don't see. And that's really how I feel about who Eric is. And that's why I'm a slow walker. Yeah. But I never walk back. I'm loyal as fuck. I'm a great catch. I can cook. I clean. Look I got my own shit together. You better. <laughs> I can... I can fuck like I'm. I'm oh my god! Everything like okay. I'm good. Body snatch. I'm out here like listen, y'all. You. Fall, spring, summer. I'm playing tennis. I'm working. I got a part time job. Two degrees. Niggas out here. Nice. So I might walk slow with you in the beginning, but we ain't walking back. Or the walk will be worth it. It'll be a walk to remember. You gonna walk anymore? over slow, but you're gonna be limping back. Oh, oh my gosh, Eric. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> and also, when you said you had your waters run deep, all I could think of is Aretha Franklin. Don't travel the water. Yes! Oh my God! Leave it alone. Why don't you? Why don't you let it be? <laughs> and I love the video of that. That's, yeah, it's on YouTube. Still waters With her run performing deep. that song in black and white. It's yes, yes, everything. they do. Okay, it's everything. Um. So over here. Um, when it comes to relationships, one thing that stuck out to me was if commanders are able to combine an emotionally healthy focus alongside their many strengths, they'll be rewarded with deep, satisfying relationships and all the challenging victories they can handle. Um, and so that emotionally healthy focus mm-hmm. is something that struck me. So when I think about relationships, um, there was other descriptions of a commander saying that like you know they're very goal oriented when it comes to relationships they invest a lot in relationships um and you know they expect that investment back right Mm -hmm. but things can be emotionally unhealthy when that investment isn't reciprocated and this is nothing new right you listen to the episodes of the podcast you know what i'm going through so what i don't know it just stuck out to me that and it was a reminder that my focus needs to be something that is emotionally spiritually all the alleys healthy Right, you need and a holistic then, approach. Okay, and that relationship then will be the best for me. I agree. Yeah, or produce think, the best outcomes for me. And that's why I think we can say with such confidence that yeah, we're single. We've been single. You know, we've been avoiding and dodging the fuckboy bullshit. You know what I mean? Like sometimes the, the nights, right? Right. <laughs> sometimes, right. The nights might get lonely sometimes, and you know mm-hmm. what have you. But at the end of the day, like. We would rather save t- 
time and yeah. effort and energy in ourselves. Yeah, no settling. Not to say that to, I'm going yeah. to reject all the dick. Right. Because as it starts to get warmer, some of them, I'm going of them, to be ready. You're not going to reject. Okay. Yeah. But when it comes to long term and that long term focus, I'm not going to invest long term things into short term people. And I guess, and that's that's a word because you really have to know the difference between somebody who's you know Mister Right Now and Mister Forever. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. All right. What about the last um, thing that you wanted to touch on? Friends. What about your friends? Oh, you didn't want to touch on careers. Oh no, you're you're right. I think that's what we were supposed to catch on. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Just let me know. Let me know. Um, some things that <laughs> some things that stood out about career. Mm-hmm. ENFJs are able to express themselves both creatively and honestly, allowing them to approach positions um, of all different walks of life from a certain idealistic perspective, um, picking up on the needs and wants of their Customers and the people that they work with to make them happier. Um, yeah, I know how to work an organization. I know I know how to get to know people, the right people. I know how to read personalities. I know what makes people click. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. just yeah. I can pick up on that stuff, you know, pretty quickly. And yeah, I'm how I work. I'm very creative, but I'm also um, going back to some of the keywords you used when you were. Describing your personality, um, I'm also very um, practical. <clears throat> I like things to make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. What else? I, I honestly, I didn't read too much on the career part, to be honest with you. No. Gosh. Um. But we are definitely. Um, I keep seeing Oprah as one of the examples. Mm. <laughs> that is definitely, yeah. We just, we, we just, yeah, we want to constantly just help and touch people. But at the same time, we want to level up. We, we want to be in a better position so that way we can give more. Nice, nice. We, we definitely understand that there's, um, That there is uh, something positive about being wealthy, mm. um, you know, to not be selfless, to give. Cool. I rocks with it. All right. Just real quick. Um, my career thing was just saying that commanders have great ideas. They have these big visions. They like to be in leadership. The thing that resonated the most with me, though, was when um, the write-up had said that commanders have a really hard time working in, like, subordinate positions or, like, <laughs> being at the bottom of the total po- totem pole. And, Basically, like, it's yeah. really hard to keep their energy up or to be engaged in a position that is kind of just, like, a, you know, a yeah. low role, right? right? And right. I think, if I'm going to be completely honest, that resonated with me because that's kind of where I am right now, right? Being in school... And, like, having all of these, like, scholastic responsibilities, there isn't enough time for me to, like, work a full job or, like, to be a real adult. So, 
right now I'm working a job where it's just kind of like, uh, you know, right. you, you really are at the bottom of the totem pole. And like, it is such an unfulfilling process. And it is such an effort for me to even get up and be like, all right, I'm ready to work this shit. And to really stay there for like, as long as I do on the days that I do yeah. go in. And it's just like, that was me. That's me all up in this write up. But what <laughs> my mom always says, meekly wait and murmur not. Because soon and very soon, I will have that terminal degree, and I'll be where I need to be. So, hey, all right? If I need to be subordinate for right now, I will. Because you're going to be a bitch when you have that doctor. I totally will. I will be Miranda Priestly. Okay? Devil wears Prada. With my gray swoop. I'm going to buy a wig just so I can have the gray swoop. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. For final thoughts on the conversation, I would just say... What do you think um, is beneficial for the listeners? Like, do you, why do you think that they should take this quiz? Um, I think this quiz will kind of give you insight into... Well, let me backtrack. I think if you're having any uncertainties about, like, the reason why there are, like, certain patterns in your relationships or the reason why, you know maybe certain jobs don't work out and or the reason why there's like uncertainty in your life in general having insight into your personality can maybe inspire you to like shift certain things in your life so that you those things will align yeah your external environment and your personality will align and i think it's also too kind of cool when you can get some understanding about why it is you do the things you do yeah or why you react to certain situations or, you know, what makes you click. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. reading something that tells you what your weaknesses are or areas that you need to improve, I think is helpful. Yeah. Because especially in the age of social media, we're obsessed with people just praising us and liking what we post and, and agreeing with what we post. Um, I think we can kind of get swallowed and... Uh, just being arrogant yeah. and, and yeah. your head being blown up. I think it's 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 important. It's important for us to, you know, to to get the other side of it. Um I had another final thought. Cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I had another final thought, but I, it, it slipped my mind. No worries. But this was this was cool. Oh, it was about horoscopes. Mm-hmm. I felt like this was like a really it really resembled a horoscope astrology. Mm. How astrology breaks down your personality, breaks down your relationships, breaks down you know what you should do at work or what you shouldn't do based on your sign. Based on, you know, the the time of the year that you were born. How do you feel about that? I'm not too sure. I'm not like a heavy follower of astrology. Um, Maybe. (laughs) I don't really read them, so I'm just like, I don't know. Um, But no, I feel like different things connect. Like, I remember being at my friend's house one time, and she had kind of a, a book. Um, that described you based off of like your birthday. So I think there are different things out here that like, you know, have these kind of connections and can again inform like the way you behave and like the reasons why you're in the situations mm-hmm. that you are and things like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of this stuff um, 
intersects mm-hmm. because a lot of it's similar. Yeah. And I think that it's just a sign of the time and what pop culture has deemed as acceptable for right now because I feel like horoscopes are not even popping like they used to. Mm. Like people, I feel like, used to be really into astrology, used to read about them a lot, used to see them online a lot, mm. you know, especially back in, you know, the day, you know, the 90s and the early 2000s where we were really still into newspapers. Like, people went to that shit because they wanted to read their astrology for the day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I just feel like, um, and, and I and, and some some people listening could very well um, disagree, and that's fine. Um, but I really think that it's um, astrology is not as mainstream as it used to be, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we are moving toward um, personality characteristics, personality types, uh, things like this, because it's at least it's informed by like psychology, and you know it's you know astrology has often um, times over the past, uh, you know been not taken seriously by a lot of people yeah, yeah. Um, for different reasons so yeah thank you for a great conversation no problem thank you <laughs> <laughs> alright what's next you want to go into the hung pop yeah you're leading this one today sure Okay. well I mean I wanted us both to really just talk about the Golden Globe Awards did you watch it did you get a chance to kind of see it I didn't um, I wound up watching well, the thing I'm hung up on, um, like after it finished. So now I didn't get a chance to watch it. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> that break was brought to you by Eric and Tristan. Okay. All right. So let's, I just wanted to bring up a few categories and the winners mm-hmm. and maybe even the nominee, if it depended on. So best motion picture went to three billboards outside never heard of it you know what another good reason to watch the Golden Globe Awards is to get an idea of some of these good movies that are out here Mm -hmm. Um, Dunkirk was a nominee in that category that is a movie that I wanted to see Shape of the Water um, I want to see that too our homegirl is in that who um excuse me from the help and then she was also in um, Octavia Spencer? Octavia Spencer. Nice. Yes. Um, I wonder if she, and she... Yep, and she was also a nominee, it looks like, for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role. Um, so yes, Miss Octavia Spencer is in The Shape of the Water. It's about this aquatic creature mm-hmm. that the government is holding in a research facility in the 1960s. And this white woman, white woman who does sign language, ends up working there and forms a bond and a relationship with the creature. Mm. So sounds interesting. Um, moving on, best performance by an actor mm. in a motion picture. Um, our boy Denzel Washington Shout was out. a nominee. Nice. So was Tom Hanks. I'm a fan. Chennai. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but the winner went to Gary Oldman. Uh, Best performance by an actress in a motion picture. Um, Helen Mirren was uh, a nominee. Shout out to her. Emma Stone. Shout out to her. We like her. She was also in The Help. Mm -hmm. Um, The winner went to Ronan. What's her first name? Sayorsi? 
I'm not even going to try to fuck that up. Well, I just did. Moving right along. <laughs> um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture went to James Franco. Very handsome guy. Um, Steve Carell was a nominee in this category. Love him from Didn't the office. did James Franco just get accused of sexually assaulting like 12 people? Today. Merciful. Okay. He did. Mm-hmm. Sh- oh, shit. Yeah. Shout out to him. A mess. And that's crazy because the Golden Globe Awards was the first award ceremony since all this shit happened mm-hmm. in Hollywood. And from the beginning, the whole theme was about we're going to make fun, we're going to make light of this very dark situation that's been kind of hovering over Hollywood for the past few months. And James was a winner and a nominee. And then today, this came out about him. That's a mess. Wow. So just to keep this thing rolling, um, our homegirl Mary J. Blige was a nominee in the best performance by an actress in a supporting role category. Um, Is that for Mudbound? It was for Mudbound. Still need to see it. And Octavia Spencer was also a nominee in that category for Shape of the Water. Okay. Uh, and the winner went to Allison Janey, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. Um, let's see if there's any other mentions. Steven Spielberg was a nominee in the Best Director category. <laughs> Boss Baby was a nominee in Best um, Animated Motion Picture. I actually want to see Boss Baby. I haven't seen it, but it looked hilarious. Um, Coco won. Coco, uh, from what I know, is, is Disney. And it's 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 based on I believe Dia de los Muertos, um, Day of the Dead, which I believe is celebrated in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I just remember um, Day of the Dead because when I was in grade school, uh, we actually celebrated Day of the Dead and we got all dressed up and. I'll Isn't it around Cinco de Mayo? I'm gonna do a quick fact check. No, it's on. It actually starts on Halloween, so it's October thirty oh, first. True. To <laughs> okay. <laughs> fitting. It starts on October twenty thirty uh, first, and it ends on November second. Okay, y'all forgive me for my ignorance. Sorry. <laughs> so I didn't want to spend too much time on um, the Golden Globes, but we know that. Um, oh, best television series drama category. Stranger Things was a nominee. So was Game of Thrones. Nice. So was This Is Us and The Crown. What a tough category. Mm-hmm. Um, but the winner went to The Handmaid's Tale. Which is a hot ass mess because all them other shows were deserved. awesome. Mm-hmm. Especially This Is Us and The Crown. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, we have long loved you. Cannot wait for the new uh, season to come back. Um. Oh, and just shout out to The Center being a nominee in the Best Television Limited Series uh, made for television category. The Center was an awesome series. It was about 10 episodes with Jennifer Beale? Uh, Jessica Beale, my bad. Oh, from 7th Heaven. Yes. She, she, this, this was a great series. It opened up with, um... 
her and her husband and the kid, they were on the beach eating sandwiches or something. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, she gets up and she stabs a man to death. That's how the series opens. The whole series is like unfolding. Of course, she's in jail. It's unfolding. Like, why did you murder this stranger or what we thought was a stranger mm-hmm. on the beach? And it ended up being a man. Spoiler alert. It ended up being a man that low-key... I, I say low key because I'm not, I can't remember if he. Anyway, he drugged and abducted her, um, and drugged her up. I believe she was raped several times, and he drugged her up to the point where she could not remember. And one day he just dropped her off in the middle of nowhere by a dumpster, and she just couldn't remember what happened to her. But little by little, she started getting her memory back, mm. and um, yeah. So, that is was there anything that you wanted to? Well, you didn't see it. Mm-mm, I didn't watch it. <laughs> Best performance by an actress. Shout out to this category. We had Jessica Lange. We had Su- Susan Sarandon, Reese Witherspoon, Jessica Bill, and Nicole Kidman was the actual uh, winner. Great category. Great category. Um, shout out to Sterling Brown for being the winner of best performance by an actor in a a television series drama which was This Is Us shout out to him shout out to Issa Rae she was nominated in the best performance by an actress category Um, Anthony Anderson shout out to him he was nominated for Mm -hmm. Blackish shout out to our girl Oprah Mm. that was the highlight of the night Yes, everyone says she gave her um presidential campaign speech two years before the campaign started and my response was oprah just gave her speech Mm -hmm. this is oprah yeah yeah. she prepared for this a phenomenal woman and she's the only and the first black woman to receive this award Mm -hmm. the first the the other black recipient i believe she said was sydney portier sydney portier Mm -hmm. so um shout out to her yes nice so that wraps up Hung Pop. Yes, nice. What's next? Hung Music. Anything on your on your playlist this week? What you been listening to? Well, I've been listening to Cassie, um, who I really enjoy. Ooh, Cassie. Um, yeah. Did she, she... drop more than? Because I know she put out the single. Did she? She had that single with G Easy. Hmm. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. And it's called Don't Don't Play It Safe. I didn't want to say Don't Stop mm-hmm. the Feeling because I know that wasn't it. But her... I think, I think we mentioned her on Hung Music 2's episodes ago. Yeah, The Love is a Loser with G-Eazy? Or did we, did you mention Don't Stop, Don't Play It Safe? I think it was Don't Play I can't remember. Really? Well, well, <laughs> she released the video for Don't Play It Safe two Ooh, days ago. Did. Yeah. And so it's really cute. I just really love Cassie, and I'm glad that she's back to, like, making music um, and still looking cute. So, Ooh. yeah. Oh, and I listened to Tamia today. Which album? Um, not an album, just a song, Officially Missing You. And absolutely love. I love her. And Grand Hill. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Yeah. And that's it for me. All week has been Yuna. Um, I love her. 
she gives you a very Sade mm-hmm. a feel to her music um, which I really appreciate and she's dropped there gorgeous I really appreciate her style I think her style is just really diverse um, I think she can give you a little glam girl but then she can give you a little 90s throwback yeah um, you know with a red button down shirt and some high-waisted blue jeans and a head wrap and I love it nice um, some of the tracks on her album that I was really digging Lanes Unrequited Love Used to Love You Poor Heart and Places to Go so I am hung up on Yuna um, she's just it's just a little bit about her um, she's actually Malaysian she's 31 years old and she is signed to Fader label mm-hmm. which um, looks like it's an independent label in New York um, something I thought that was like really interesting when I looked up her, her biography is that she actually started music a little later in life it says she started writing songs at the age of 14 mm. um, and then at that point she started teaching herself guitar she attended law school and she started performing as an outlet um, and to explore her creative side so I'm just here for her. Not only that she's like in her 30s, um, but also you know someone who kind of you know butted a little late. Mm-hmm. Don't you know? doubt, don't doubt God's timing. Don't doubt God's timing. You know, just because you don't come out the cradle doing something doesn't mean that you are not born to do it. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to Yuna and just some honorable mentions uh, for Hung Music. Um, and this is uh, I got I got these from Dig.com. Shout out to them. Um, Justin Timberlake. I, th- I think he tweeted or he yeah he tweeted um, his album titles the song titles so we are looking forward to I guess some people I'm not really looking for, forward to new music from Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. in 2018 just to name a few of the tracks that he tweeted out Filthy um, Man of the Woods Morning Light Hers, flannel, and breeze off the pine. So very, very interesting. Um, we'll see. We'll see what, what Justin has to has to give. Um, Dig has a great article about the new Bruno Mars video with Cardi B. We talked about that video a little bit mm-hmm. um, last week, but I just this the article was kind of cool because it pointed out that you know. The way this movie, the, the way this video was directed, they really tried their best to give you that in, in living color flavor, even to the point of the, the speed, frames per second. I didn't understand this, but apparently the 90s had a certain type of style with videos mm-hmm. to where they were framed and shot at 60, I'm sorry, they were shot at 60 frames per second, yeah. and that that's not something that's usual. Um and that you know the director specifically wanted to do that with this video to kind of give it that 90s feel i really want to know what that means i want to know like i just want to understand like what that means Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know yeah maybe it's like a a speed like a a a rate like you know how you have beats per minute like when recording music i get that part but i want to know like what is okay so how does that translate visually i guess is what i'm trying to say oh i'm not sure i don't know do you think things maybe look like a little slower i'm not sure i'm not sure sure. yeah 
But anyway, shout out to their video and shout out to Bruno Mars and Cardi B. And the last honorable mention for Hung Music, uh, Dig did an uh, article on, well, they featured an article, pardon me, uh, called Slim Returns. Um, Eminem also, you know, 2018, we're expecting to hear some new music from Eminem. Mm. So the article, you guys can read it if you want, if you're interested, really just talked about the history of Eminem, where he's come from in his music, and, you know, where he really is starting to go. We, we saw him um, a couple of months ago really come out with uh, a very political stance. And the article is basically presenting or positioning this question of, you know, Eminem has been accused of harnessing white male anger in his music the same way that Donald Trump has in the present. Mm. And can we really take Eminem seriously on a political front, especially when it comes to our issues, our black and brown issues, when he's talked about murdering women, raping women, um, when he's talked about, you know, committing, you know, all types. I mean, Eminem has very controversial music. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's, yeah. he, I don't know his music that well, but I don't want to take away from him the artist that he is mm-hmm. because he's certainly um, a great artist. I guess my question for you is do you think that, you know, someone coming from that quote unquote type of background, um, you know, someone who has a lot of, who's been accused of having a lot of anger and rage and hate in his music um, for not only just people, but women, you know, he talks about women in some really interesting um, ways in his music. Do you think that he has a platform to come out and speak politically um, about the injustices of the society and should he be taken seriously? Well, as a well-known rap artist, I think he has a platform um, to speak about whatever. So that would include the injustices on society. Do I think as a rap artist, he has the, the clout or the room to speak on the lived experiences of people of color, black people? No, even though that's not really what you asked, but I'm just trying to like put an all-encompassing answer. So as a rap artist coming back into the game, Yes, he has the platform to speak on any and all issues. Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging the injustices of black people, like, cool, but I'm not going to give him too much for doing that um, because that's not his lived experience. Yeah, I hope that answers your question. I don't know. I like how you um, pointed out that as an artist, he can really speak on anything he wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we really shouldn't... Um, you know, try to pigeonhole any artist, you know what I mean? Like, that's their passion to be creative. Um, but how that will be received um, will be different for different people. Yeah. I yeah. think people who are hardcore Eminem fans are still hardcore Eminem fans, mm-hmm. and they'll be here for it. And he's made some good music. <clears throat> I will say that song, Stan, shook me to my core yeah, when I was young one. and heard that. It was, it was a little too much for my spirit. But... Shout out to him and his music. He's doing it. His song with Beyonce was real cute. I enjoyed her part I, a lot. Um, I want to look at some more interviews with Eminem. I really want to try to get to know him a little bit better and get inside his head. Because a part of me feels like that nigga crazy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up hung music. Nice. Are you ready to hang up or hung up? 
hung up or hanging up? Okay. Do you want to go first? Okay. Um, So just real quick, we already mentioned that Oprah gave a phenomenal speech at the Golden Globes. So this week I am hung up on Oprah. Like she literally is gold. She speaks just impeccably. Like she gave an amazing nine minute speech that really just snatched off the little hair follicles that I have on my head. Um, her body looks amazing. She is waist trainer goals. She has a, a great relationship with Gail. We all a need really a Gail in our life. We really do. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Stedman have such a great functioning relationship, or that's what they presented in the forefront. So that's what I'm receiving, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's so dope to have a partner who supports your hustle and who's not intimidated by your power, who seems to respect you and keep you going. Like, I shout out to Oprah. She's it. I love her. I was literally clapping in my bed and he when really watching her. He's been here for her since like day one. Mm-hmm. Despite any of the foolishness that the public has tried to put on them, it's just like okay, we know what's going on over here. So, bye. And I love how um, in one of her super soul conversations, she talked about how he did propose to her, and she was just like, "No, I'm good, but we can still rock." You know, mm-hmm. it's just not marriage is not what I see for myself. Oh, come on, Eric. You got neighborhood sirens. But what is going on outside? Like, no, but like, I really enjoyed that. Like, they came to an understanding that marriage was not what she wanted. He was okay with that. He still was in for the relationship. (laughs) And and they made that work. So, you know, Mm. I aspire to be Oprah in different parts of my life. I really do. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Well, for me, I'm going to end it on a negative note. Oh. I am hanging up on Dana Chanel. Who that is? Dana Chanel, um, she, she has quite a following on social media. She's one of those Bible-thumping heifers. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know who she was until I saw what I'm going to talk about happen. Um, but apparently she has a big following. She's she has a lot of videos where she running her mouth about Jesus and how a man of God should treat his woman of God and the king and the queen and the, all that shit. So she tweeted that black men in this tweet kind of it, it went viral, got a lot of attention. She said that black men who act like women need to be left in 2017 and that black men who dress and act like women degrades a black man's talent. One of the people that she, I guess, tagged in her, it was like it was like a picture. It was like three pictures. And one of them was Blame It On, is it, yeah, Blame It On Quay. He responded to her, well, responded to the post, basically saying, don't let other people deter you from doing whatever it is that you want to do. And that if he had listened to what anybody said about him years ago, he'd be still working at CVS. And I was here for that. This bitch Dana fires back saying that she wants to formally not apologize for what she said. She pulled a nene. I said what I said. Mm -hmm. She went on to say that mimicking ghetto intolerable black women to make other people laugh was beneath talented black men. 
I feel like she's a walking contradiction. And this is the problem that I have with a lot of these so-called saved and sanctified folks. Some of them are so damn brainwashed that they can't see the error in their own ways. Mm -hmm. Now it's your duty to police the world and call out what what people are doing and how you feel about it, that they're not living up to your own standards, not God's. Because that's, that's how people like to lead. God said this. God said do that. You're running your mouth about how you feel. How you feel other people should be. On any given YouTube video, you can hear her preaching about, ignore what people say about you. Do not fear commentary and the doubt that you will get from others. Again, that's why I'm like, you, you, will, you are a walking contradiction. Because we can go back in your archive of videos and pull shit that you have said, and then you turn around and, and, and then you and then you do it. Furthermore, she must have not done her homework or her research before flapping her gums because we all know that that's what these Twitter girls do. They don't listen. They don't read. They just type. Long before blaming on Quay, there was Big Mama. There was Shanene. You had all those different sketches on In Living Color. We can't forget about Tu Wong Fu. The list goes on. Black men have been doing this for decades. And it's hilarious. <laughs> it's entertaining. I watch. We all watch. And we will continue to watch. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because women mimic men. Especially fuckboys. Blacks mimic other blacks. Blacks mimic whites. Whites mimic blacks men. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> whites mimic blacks. But that oftentimes doesn't end up too good for them but they do it people mimic other people blacks black comedians mimic mexicans on stage you know what i'm saying they mimic the mob they mimic the koreans it's nothing new and i feel like it's only offensive if you take it that way and if that's the case don't follow these people don't watch their videos you know what i mean like it's a it's a lot of people on social media that i don't fuck with or i don't just like their content and that's why i'm good for my block or my mute or, or my mute button because I want to keep my timeline looking how I want to look. Folks just like to get attention for what they say and get likes. Folks hardly ever post something to really engage with other people or to start a conversation, break down barriers, connect with other people. It's usually on some selfish shit like this. And this fake-ass Christina Milian is really a shame that she looks like her. I feel like she just lives for the spotlight. She knew that that was going to attract some attention. And some negative attention from people that she don't really fuck with anyway. But that's all good because all the girls came out and dragged your ass back to Middleton, Delaware, where you were from. Oh, shout out to Middleton. So from the (laughs) one person, (laughs) me, who generally wishes other people the best and not just the people who act like me, think like me, who do what I think that they should do. I think folks should be out here living their best life. I'm here to say, ignore what people think and say about you. You will fail a thousand times before you make it. Hoes like this are just here to, you know, they, she just a speed bump. Roll over that bitch just like Tay the T did in that Uber video she posted a couple of days ago. Did you see it? Mm-mm. What she did, like, it's like four or five different type of Uber drivers. Oh. Uh-uh. And the one bitch was like a raging bitch and she ran somebody over. Oh, my goodness. In the road. That's what, <laughs> that's what we're going to do to Dana. So, I'm hanging up on her. Okay, cool. I mean... I don't know who she is, but I will just say the Bible that I've read has said you can speak all you want, say what you want, but without love, you are nothing but a clanging symbol. And I think in 2018, there are two things we can do. 
ignore the clanging symbols and I think the energy we put into combating those people who really like when you break down their arguments and break down what they're saying it's really nothing but prejudice and hate yeah. right yeah. pour that energy into loving on those people who they t- attack and those people might include us right so what's her name Tay what's her name Tay oh Tay the, um, the one that was uh, the, the was girl no, no who's the girl who, who started all this oh Dana Chanel Dana God bless you sis but no time for you. I'm gonna say no in 2018, okay? And big up those <laughs> who actually matter, no, that's right. okay? Y'all, this was another, you hear my voice? All scratchy. I'm I'm ready for bed, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to the gym because this midsection needs to be snatched. This is another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am P R Y A N. Cole. <laughs> Find us both on Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D, Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. And don't forget to email us. Well, y'all not. <laughs> y'all, y'all haven't. They have today. Derek did. Well, thank you, Derek. Shout out to you, Derek. And, and shout out to the other person. Yes. Did you, you didn't say your name? Right? Dealing with insecurities. Yeah. They wanted to stay anonymous. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everybody who's emailed us and continue to email us at hungopod at gmail.com. Yes. Don't forget, guys. <laughs> rate and review us. Let's get these rates up. If you really bump with us, don't just send us these DMs. Don't just send us these emails. Send us a little rate to let others know, too, that you fuck with us. Um, leave a comment on the SoundCloud and just big us up all our big way up now <laughs> on Google and everything. All right. Amen. <laughs> you right? Say bye, Eric. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. I'd love to know what you feel is the greatest lesson you've learned throughout your life and career. The greatest lesson I've learned throughout my career came from Maya Angelou, actually, when I was, you know, first meeting her. And uh, after I'd known her for a while, she said, baby, you know, you need to know that when people show you who they are, you believe them the first time. Oh, you know that lesson too now. Uh, First time. And uh, your problem is it takes you 29 times to see the same lesson coming in a different skirt or wearing a different pair of pants. So I think that has been one of my uh, greatest wisdom teachings is to assess uh, from people's behavior, their actions, not just towards me, but towards other people, uh, who they are and how they behave, because if people talk about other people, they'll talk about you. So I think in business and in personal relationships, that's also been my greatest uh, lesson. Also staying grounded, you know, has been really great for me. Yes, sir. Hi. In the back to your left, left. yes. Yeah, that's you. Hello, congratulations, Francisco Varela from Telemundo. Thank you. You are on top of the world. We love you. What humbles you right now? What humbles me? Yes. This humbles me. Uh, When I first got, uh, when they first called me and said they wanted me to accept this, I said, I shouldn't be the person to get the Cecil B. DeMille Award. You know why? I was working with Reese Witherspoon uh, this past spring and winter, and I happened to just say in the uh, makeup room one morning. I said, so how many movies have you done? She goes, oh, honey child, I don't know. I don't know, it's been so many. And I then thought, I hope she doesn't ask me because I think it's been five. And so 
Um, I, 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 I didn't understand it, and then they explained that it's about overall entertainment. Now, what I was able to do with the Oprah show and the cultural statement we were able to make throughout the world, I feel very, very, very proud of that. But I think that uh, when it comes to films that I am uh, really the new kid on the block, and I always feel like when I'm acting that I am you know, out of my box, and it's the most intimidated I ever feel. Mr. Goldfest, hello. Um, I'm curious what wisdom you could pass on to uh, me and my friends were film school scholarship recipients of the Hollywood Foreign Press. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what wisdom can you pass on to uh, the future generation of people here in Hollywood that want to make movies? Well, the, the way to make movies is to do stuff that you love because, you know, for 25 years I worked on The Oprah Show and uh, Stemmen will tell you that there were day nights that I came home and I almost, you know, it's hard to even like take off my clothes because I knew I was going to be getting up four hours later. But I never really felt exhausted, like I never I felt exhausted, but I never felt depleted. So do the work that comes straight from the soul of you, from your background, from stories that you've grown up with, from stories that bring you passion, from stories that you uh, not just yearn to tell, but that if you don't tell them, they won't get told. And when you, when you are operating, you know, the single, the single greatest uh, wisdom I think I've ever received, other than when people show you who they are, is that the key to fulfillment, success, happiness, contentment in life is when you align your personality with what your soul actually came to do. I believe everybody has a soul and has, you know, their own personal spiritual energy. So when you can use your personality to serve whatever that thing is, you can't help but be successful. So if you do films that come from the interior of your soul, you do work, you do art that comes from the interior of you, it, you cannot miss. It's only when you're doing stuff that you think might make money, you think it may be uh, a hit, or you think it may uh, bring you some level of attention or success. That isn't what does it. I would have to say that all of the great, wonderful experiences of my life that have brought me to this moment have come from working from the interior of myself. And so that's why it feels so authentic, because it, it actually is. So when you do that, you'll win. <laughs>